Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico. Three yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico. Three time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! this song in your Trans Am. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> just your, made me happy yeah. again. I was kind of bummed for a second. I got some Metallica. We definitely need to work on that sound quality, but great song. Yeah, I don't know why it comes out so screwed up out of the Bluetooth, but yeah. Um, where do you Uncle Puckers, Bob, Dan, Chris? Um, yeah, rough loss, man. This was tough. We just finished watching the Devils lose to the Kings in a valiant losing effort, two to one. Um, yeah, that that one that one hurts. Um, but you know, you move on and get going for Saturday night. But what were your thoughts on the game, Dan? We'll start with you, buddy. What do you think? I think uh, looking at this team this year, we're always missing something you need to win, but it's not always the same thing. So now I'm looking at this team. They got great goaltending. They got a really excellent team defense. And the scoring's not score. there, <laughs> right? And meanwhile, we're losing, you know, games seven to eight, you know, uh, stuff like that. Previously, no goaltending, poor team defense, but tons of scoring. So, you know, that's uh, that's one. Of, it just looks like one of those games where LA is playing a really great defensive game, and it's going to take a lot to score. And we just looked a little too uh, tense on the offensive side of the puck. I mean, I think. You know, the whole uh, play with Jack epitomized that so in, in, intense and uh, maybe stressed that we're not even reaching our potential offensively. You know, feeling a little snake pit when it comes to scoring. Bob? Yeah, I thought, you know, the first half of the game, we were just outworked a little bit. You know, it wasn't that they were playing terrible, um, just uh, really getting hemmed in and everything by L.A. It was playing a heavy game. Um, things opened up a little bit. Seeing Jack at fire is good. My biggest takeaway from this is uh, Nico the Glove Dawes. Um, he looked just fantastic. Uh, some of those saves were incredible. I know, Chris, you were texting. You, you, you texted a little joke. Is that a three or a five on the back of his jersey, which I didn't get. I took literal. <laughs> and I'm like looking up what his number was because I forgot because <laughs> uh, I'm a jackass. But it's funny because right before you sent that text, that particular glove save, that was the one at like 9.20 left in the period. I think it was – it looked – in my mind, I'm like, wow, that looks exactly like a pro door glove save. You know, there's um, a lot about his game that – now, Dan, you're the goalie, okay? I'm the layman that watches this for a living. But, like, uh, to me, I see so much in the little bit that we've seen Dawes that does remind me of Brodeur. And a few things, like, not just his – you know, his style, he's very calm. He is just, you can tell nothing kind of gets by him. Uh, nothing gets to him. But, like, the no rebounds. When the team, how many times all season long are we pinned in our own end and we cannot get the puck out? And, uh, you know, Vitek 
just can't stop this puck and can't get the whistle. He does it, freezes the puck, allows the change, little things that help your team win that we weren't getting before. And and really, uh, you know, I, I, I know a lot of good goalies do it, but we really haven't seen it since Brodeur. So when I see Dawes kind of playing in that style, and he does kind of remind me of him, and again, not giving Dawes, no. there's no no comparison. I'm just saying there are a few things that I watch him, and I'm like, eh, kind of look like Marty over there. Am I even, wrong? Not even that? just Marty, but kind of like the throwback era of goaltending, like that whole era where a bunch of guys with those flashy gloves. I just got a flashback to the '90s watching that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, his performance was just great tonight. He, you know, I'll be honest, we had no reason being in that game uh, if you look at an average goaltending performance. He, he came up with huge saves uh, to keep us in this game uh, to get us, you know, within, you know, almost tying it and winning it. Um, and you're not going to do that without a great performance. His style is, I like it a lot. It's a lot more fluid than what you see from the typical blocking style butterfly goalies. Now, is a little different. I mean, he's got, he's a hybrid Mix, right. uh, a little bit of stand up. You know, I did the half butterfly a lot. You're not going to see really anybody do that stuff anymore but um i do see him you know maybe a little bit less uh mechanical than others he definitely is a little more fluid in his motions and mm. calm and i like that and i can see why it's a little reminiscent of marty um i, I like his game a lot he's, he's been great and uh i can see why they played him so much recently um i'll tell you what he i i would not mind riding him as much as uh possible because he's been giving you great games let's see him emerge you know Win or lose here tonight, you can't pin anything on him. He was fantastic. Just got himself a stadium series start, I'm sure. Yeah, well, so. Vitek's out. Um, so, yeah, they, they did say that he was – Vitek would definitely be out the next couple of games. So, it looks like, yeah, Dawes will be in Saturday against the Flyers, which now that game – I was really hoping that, you know, maybe after that game, maybe maybe Toronto wins tonight and we kind of get within get two within points. Two. And uh, it didn't happen. But, no, because you know, Toronto went off. They're winning three to one. They went off and did a leaf like thing, and I guess took a five minute major. Philly scored twice on it to take it to overtime. So they did wind up losing overtime, but they got that extra point. Oh, Philly hurt. did lose. Oh, he did lose. Just yeah. Checking. Okay, so they got one point. We didn't get any, and I really thought tonight we were gonna. Uh, you know, yeah. we were we were pressing, but you know, look, you're playing a team in LA that is a damn good team that has been really playing poorly these last probably like two you know month or so the last probably 15 games for these guys maybe even longer than a month so they've really been struggling they go their last two games they shut out Edmonton three to nothing and then they got their just doors blown off by Buffalo seven nothing you knew going into this game you weren't going to get the LA Kings that gave up seven goals to the Buffalo Sabres. You were going to get their best effort. And we and they did. got embarrassed. So and, they came out. Yep. You know, like it's funny what you said, Dan, because like about we just always kind of just seem to be that, you know, ass hair away from, you know, a complete, a complete team, yeah. a complete performance, a complete everything. And it's like you watched, uh, you know, we got the best of the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday. They gave us their best and we were. Just there, so close. And tonight, I think we got the best L.A. Kings. You know, L.A. is not an offensive team. They're not going to go out there and, and throw five or six up. They're going to play defense. They're going to clog up the neutral zone. They're going to, you know, get timely goaltending. Do they ever, man. And they mm-hmm. did it to a T tonight. And, you know, throughout the course of the game, 
I thought we started getting more pressure. We started figuring out a little bit. They started getting a little bit tired and our pressure is relentless, but we just couldn't, we just couldn't get any real good looks tonight. And the one good look we did have, I think Jack was just so, uh, uh, you know, yeah. fired up like he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah he wasn't. And it's funny because like, that's exactly what you'd want to happen, right? You come out, just score it, like no doubt. The bird, uh, but he was just too hyped up. And yeah. he's also, I think, really you know pissed off that he's on that uh, breakaway. And look, uh, it's it one thing fun. to play, you know, uh, a good Old defensive. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. He was he was held like three different times on the way to that net, and I get it. Um, LA's playing a game where they're they're doing so much of what the league says they don't want that the refs can't call it all, and that's the kind of game they're playing. So when you're playing a team like that, um, you have to have an answer for it, and this is not the kind of team, and, and I don't think it, they should be. They're not built this way to, to answer in kind, and that's only going to get you put in the box. We went in the box a couple times. The last one with Lazar, I think there was nothing he could do. To, no. to avoid taking that penalty because of where it was. There were a couple penalties, Hollis, that was, you know, maybe not the smartest. Uh, there was a reactionary one um, earlier. I'm trying to remember who took it. It was not the smartest, but we escaped those without letting a goal in. But, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous that the league says they want to stop all these uh, kind of clutching and grabbing. But, you know, Ali showed if you come out there and do it like almost 100% of the time, you're going to get away with a high percentage of it. And uh, refs do have a tendency to even up the penalties no matter and, what happens. And there was, I forget, I think I had it written down, but there was one moment where, again, it was one of those situations where the Devils had just come off a power play. Right. I think it was a hold or a hook or something. They just blatantly let it go. Yeah. Um, and I think it, yeah. I think maybe there was the one that wound up being on Lazar. Mm-hmm. It is funny, too, because I think five on five, even though they kind of had the better of us for a while there, if it, this really loss was a special team's loss, really, because they had yeah. a shorthanded goal, the power play goal. And out of all the times for us to go – one for five right. or one for six, one for five. Right. I mean, and I know we've been doing that a lot lately, but considering where we started the year, yeah. uh, you just bury one more of those. That's a whole different game or at the most don't give up that shorthanded goal. That was a real killer. Yeah. The shorthanded goal was rough. Um, you know, but again, you look at those, you know, you only let two in, you should win this game. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and that's really what it comes down to. They couldn't find the back of the net. Uh, I, I mean, there's not much to really bitch about no. for the Devils' play. I mean, I thought there's a lot of effort. Good. I was yeah. happy with the effort, really, from everyone, and, top to bottom. You know, everybody skated hard. LA was the better team tonight by yes. by one goal. It was just that simple. Um, and this I, is the shit we talked about all year. Like, you can live with these types of games, the, the tough games that we're losing now, considering the way we've been playing for the last couple of weeks. The problem was we put ourselves in such a hole. It's no. getting so late. Now you got to squeak out that one point or two points. Yeah. And you, you can't just sit there and go, oh, acceptable loss. That's, they played really hard because, like Dan said, we are running out of time. Yeah, you need to string something together. Yeah. I think offensively, too, another you know thing they should remember as they're struggling against a good defensive team is to keep it simple. They, they went for the extra pass a couple of times. And part of a good, simple strategy is just get a body in front of the net and just look for trouble, you know, make, try to make trouble for the defensive team, getting deflections and, and things like that. They did kind of move to that, but they didn't Later sustain in the it. Game. it. Later in the game. About, it took yeah. about 10 minutes left in the game for them to just start firing. Yeah, realize you're not going to get yeah. tic-tac-toe plays against this no, team. No, not against this team. Um, and it, they, it hurt them tonight. But, again, you know, you come off playing – a bunch of, you know, a few really good games. You had a couple of tough losses involved, like Carolina and tonight. But 
the biggest game so far this young, you know, not young season anymore, but this season is Saturday night. Like they've got to be ready for the oh, Philadelphia Flyers team. I would hope we see more out of Timo too, because this was kind of game where he at his best can be a real big factor. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of forward we need in a game like this when you're playing against a really good defense. And I thought he had his best game of the year against uh, Nashville. Right, uh, which is something to great. build on. Right, and yeah, and he kind of goes away. Brat's another one that kind of goes away sometimes. And it, this was like it just seemed like it was if Jack didn't do it, nobody was going to do it tonight. It was yeah. kind of that feeling, you know. Um, but you know, backpedal a little bit or talk about change, shift gears a little. Like there has been, you know, so much talk about Jacob Markstrom, and now we know that there was, you know, some serious conversations and. It kind of looks to me like that's a dead deal um, now. It does kind of seem like they, when they, when Calgary came here to play, it looked like what the reporting is coming out now, that it was like, okay, we're going to talk to Jacob because this thing's going to happen. And he okayed it. And then the deal went to shit, I guess, mm-hmm. over the money or whatever. So what does Tom Fitzgerald do now? Um, well, apparently he signs... Who was that? Oh yeah, who did we just sign? I don't know. Isaac Looks like I don't. I don't see an answer coming. Uh, that we're just going to hope Dawes is the man for the rest of the year. I mean, actually, you got reason to to believe that right well, now. That's but my next question is: Do you think that Dawes can be the guy? I mean, I think or he might it have to be. To tell Isaac it Coulter, is kinda, that's what I thought. Yeah, yes, Isaac right. Um I think he might have to be. Um, I don't. I'm getting less hopeful, like you said, that not only the Markstrom deal, but any deal will be made, and um, maybe long term that's a good thing. I don't know. I was, you know, not overly thrilled with getting uh, who was out there this year. Um, Markstrom is probably the best to come along that we talked about getting since we were considering maybe could we get Hellebuck or something. Well, um, the so. new reporting now has that Fitzgerald has been on the horn with Barry Trotz over in Nashville. For Yossi Soros. Now, apparently, the ask for Soros would be big, and Barry Trotz is uh, on record of saying, I talk to Tom a lot, and I keep trying to I keep reminding him that I, I don't need the goalie. He needs the goalie. So right. he needs to start, you know, coughing up some, some uh, I guess, whatever they're looking for. What's the term for. on him? I think he has one year after this year, mm-hmm. and then that's it. So. You know, if you feel like you can sign them like you did with Timo or whatever, and you have to make a move, but you, I, I mean, you, I don't want to give up a Dawson Mercer for a goalie right. for a year. One year. Yeah. It does make it really tough because so I've always thought Dawes was our next big goalie going back a few years ago. Yeah. And truth be told, last year, even when I first started coming on this podcast in the spring, I never heard of Schmidt. I just, he wasn't on my radar. I knew of Dawes. I was waiting for Dawes. I figured he's got a few more years. So I'm really comfortable with the prospect of him being our everyday goalie, maybe within a few years, which means that if we can stop gap it, you know, like a mark from two years or so or, or something else that might be good. And quite frankly, I know it's a very small sample size, but if, if the season just started right now, this look of this team is completely different and we don't need the best goaltender in the world, but what we're getting from Dawes right now kind of actually looks like it. Let's be honest. I mean, some of the saves he's making are absolutely incredible, not sustainable all year, but right now he's got that kind of, I'm coming in trying to take the net and he's coming up blazing. Well, you look at all of the starts. 
No. All right. I think he's had now. This is his sixth loss. Um, so I think he's five and six now. So he's only had 11 games. But if you look at the 11 starts, the games that he lost were because we just did not help out and gave him no help in front. And the games where we played competent defensive, uh, defensively in front of him, he's played good. Now, the same can't be said for Vanacek because we've, you know, we played good defensively against Calgary and he just let in four or five, however many it was. Yeah. But with Nico Dawes, I feel like, you know, again, you play good defense, he's going to give you a chance to win. And that's all you could ask for when it comes to goaltending. So, like, the big names, right? The Yossi Soros, the Jacob Markstrom. I really, I mean, we all love it. You get, you get enamored with it. You want that guy on your team. But I agree with Dan on this one. Like, I, at this point, with where this team is and the uncertainty of the next 30 games, let's go with Nico Dawes. Let's see for once and for all, do we have an answering goal in-house? We thought we'd, we were going to do it with Schmidt this year. We, okay, Schmidt answered the question. He's not our guy. Right. Um, Vanacek, we went and got him thinking, okay, here's a good goalie. But we also always had questions about him. We always had things that, you know, we knew, you know, the guy can't play too much. And well, That's literally the guy I thought was going to hold those couple years for Dawes. Right. Yeah. So Vanacek turns out, Maybe a Vanacek on a much lighter schedule, Vanacek being a, a, a you know second goalie, a backup, maybe that's the role where he, he goes, but you still need that number one. I say go with Dawes. I don't at this point I don't want to give up too much. I'd rather go and get a Hannafin or a Taniv or a good defenseman that can help this team or stay pat. I'm fine with them staying pat. Assuming yeah. assuming they can continue to perform this new tweak system well maybe not as good as they're doing you know with letting up so such few goals but if they could um then you know the offense is gonna come around i mean seven eight out of ten right. we're normally gonna score what we need to score in a game like this so i not saying i still wouldn't want a stellar goalie a, a concrete goalie that we can go in but i think we might be better served with somebody more Solid on defense, more character players. How old is Dawes? 24? Three. 23. So, I mean, for hockey goalies, he's an infant. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he is the guy, though. Maybe, you it's know. It's just you... with the year they're having, too. You know, I mean, when nothing seems to go right. If it's not an injury, it's defense lacking. It's, you know, prior to getting Dawes, it's definitely goaltending. Um, you know, it's, it's offense coming and going. I also see them playing this new hard-nosed style, and I think some of our better players have to adapt to it. I think Jack has to adapt to it, too. Um, the game tonight was frustrating for him. He got a point. <laughs> he was still very, very good. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, he's going to have to adapt to games like this with this system. It's a little different. Yeah. I, I think there's been a change in the way they're playing, and, and it's, it is a bit more defense first. So that has to come together. Um, and I still have questions about the coaching. To be honest with you, the, the first, you know, the goal, uh, the first goal for LA, I mean, what, what happened? They're on a, it's a shorthanded goal. They're out for almost the entire power play. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, you know, there's one of two things that Lindy doesn't want them out there that long and they're not listening to them <laughs> or, you know, cause you know, the Hughes brothers are out and they're going to do what they're going to do. Or, um, you know, Lindy wanted him out that long. Either way, I feel like that's not the best coaching move. 
you know, there's, that doesn't show him in the best light. I don't know what's going on with that. That's I why I say was, like the whole offense has to adapt along with the coaching. I think it was Bryce or Dano that, that also said that at that particular moment, right before the shorthanded goal, they were, you know, holding them pretty deep. They were looking pretty good and they don't want to really change right then. Or maybe they're thinking you don't really want to change right then. They're getting a lot of pressure, but yeah. uh, then they were exhausted. They go down the other end. I mean, Jack had a lot to do with that shorthanded goal going in for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was the second man in to, yeah. to tie up the rebound. Uh, definitely. Know, this all, all this talk of their new system that they threw on, on the fly, you know, uh, at the all-star break and, mm-hmm. and now like, all right, it's a defensive system, right? They're they're right. they're making sure that the centermen are not doing you know other too much you know in between outside the hash marks. Like you need to stay home. You need to you know this is why Jack I believe you know is moved to the wing, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't want him to be you know right. taking that spot in the front of the net. You want him on the outside, uh, you know. So like you know all the center the forwards or centermen are all kind of. Uh, playing a lot more responsible and, and just where people are and whatever. And, you know, to me, I look at this and I'm like, they're talking about a complete overhaul. Like, this is what we're, you know, Lindy yeah. changed the whole system. He didn't Maybe it's the whole system. overcorrection correction a little bit. He, he, he coached, which is what he should have fucking been doing, right. you know, back in December. Right. And now we're rolling into February, staring up at the standings. And, you know, like, look, the season starts in October and everybody says, if you're not in the playoffs by – you know, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, you know, your chances of making it are blah, blah. If you're not in the playoffs position by Christmas, your, you know, chances of making it are, you know, even less. We're past Valentine's Day yep. and we have not been in the playoffs for one day. Right. Like so now, was, you know, that's why we're making that. the changes. Like it's <clears throat> not like we're, well, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we were one of the best teams in the league and we, you know, been on a, you know, 10 games, you know, kind of shit run and we're not getting some points and you got to change something. This has been all year. Like right. why now in February? Well, I'll tell you why now. Cause it changed something. It, it's because too, like they, they never acknowledge reality in my opinion. Like they were winning games with this, um, you know, approach of just we'll score more. It's just not going to be sustainable. And then you get a couple injuries and uh, the guys who score more are out. Okay. Now what do we do? And, you know, they're trying to find something. They're just waiting. We'll, we'll get, wait till we get healthy. You know, even Lindy's going, well, we've had a lot of injuries. Mm. Well, you get him back and then you realize, you know, this late in the season when everybody's starting to formulate playoff hockey and it doesn't look like preseason anymore. It doesn't look like October hockey. Um, you're playing against teams that are playing more like LA did tonight. And um, you do need to play a tighter game. So like, you're right. Like it's kind of ridiculous. You've revamped, revamped at this point when you should have had a better system in place all year long and, and I'm seeing the it. injuries are just only part of it they they were like a, a hiding the, the the fact that we but, had a lack of a good system but doesn't don't the injuries that we went through this year make you like this confuses me even more why wasn't this stuff implemented earlier when you weren't getting I, the goals when the guys that, you know when the, the Myers and Heishers and Hughes when these guys were out of the lineup Yep. Why were you still trying to play the exact same system that you were playing when you were with these, you know, when these guys were in the lineup? It's a legit question. Totally legit question. Especially so when those talents are made for that kind of system. Yes. So right. without them, makes it even more difficult. And now you see, like, all this praise. Oh, Lindy Ruff with this new system. Are you serious? Like, we are still out of a playoff spot. Thank God right. they're playing better. But, you know, this – really, we've been screaming on this show since November – 
Like something has to change. You have to do something, Lindy. You cannot just keep on running out the same product and the same style every night and expect different results. And now that things are changing, I just think it, it very well could be a little too late. I, yeah. I just, and all year we've been blaming like, people you know, who are not there for why we're not playing well. And so even like a lot of the trade talk that we're looking at now, I'm just thinking if I'm Fitzgerald, I think you got what you need and except for putting it together. I think I, I'm not putting any more into this team until I get somebody who can put it together. And I'm really talking about coaching. So yeah. if he doesn't want to make that move this year, and, it, and honestly, as time runs out, it becomes less and less likely it's, it's even a good move to make. You know, maybe it is cruise out this year, get as good as you can with the team you got, try to help some leaders evolve and do some kind of coaching change, you know, in the future. That is kind of depressing thought, but I mean, maybe between that and doing nothing and, you know, going big and not making the playoffs with a, you know, rental player that's, it, it costs you a lot uh, and blowing up your future. There's probably some balance in between those two things, doing nothing and doing a whole lot for nothing. I I think that the team that we saw tonight on the ice can make the playoffs. I do. I think they can make the playoffs. What they can do in the playoffs, I have no idea. But I think they can make the playoffs. And if I'm – I kind of agree with you. You have to look – and we've said this about so many other teams, right, throughout the year. As a general manager, you have to look at your team and you have to be logical and you have to be smart and you have to be honest. Yeah, realistic. Does my team have a chance of winning the Stanley Cup? And if that answer is no, then you have to pump the brakes a little bit. And that's where I feel like with this team, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. They're just not. They're not there. Um, Unless, you know, yeah, I know the whole, well, they can go on a run. And, yes, they can. But they haven't shown any kind of signs that that's going to happen. It's been This is actually their most significant sign. And it's not even a run. Right. right. It's just right. a general just way lost. of playing. We're still you not know, gaining we, points. We're still not climbing them. the standings. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's – to me, Philadelphia is catchable, but Philadelphia is playing really good hockey. Now, if we had maybe another 10 or 12 games to go, I think maybe – okay, maybe with Carter Hart not being there that we can catch up to him. But they're they're not losing. It's they're the whole losing. playing with house money thing, right? They weren't right. supposed to be there. They know that. They're just going out and doing their thing. They were down 3-1 to Toronto. You know, they get the five-minute major, and they're like, fuck it, let's score two. Yeah. <laughs> and they did, you know what I mean? And, like, they just go. And this is what worries me about Saturday night, being that mm-hmm. it is such a big game as far as an event, okay? This isn't just right. coming into the rock and playing. This is an event. The whole world's going to be – well, not the whole world, but, you know, most of North America is going to be checking this game out. So they're going to be watching this. Who's the pressure on? Right from the start. Who's ripping their sticks tighter? Absolutely. It's the Devils. Devils are supposed to win this game. The Devils are, you know, below the playoffs looking up. Philadelphia is like, yeah, come get us. Yeah, we're still here. Pick up another point tonight. Philadelphia's mindset's got to be, even if we don't make the playoffs this year, we are still in a better situation than you are. And we want to keep you from getting in, of course. So, I mean, something – like this, they got to keep playing the way they're playing and see how it goes. But I, I, I'm just so I get so annoyed with all these people going, you know, oh, the new system, this, the new system, that. You mean Lindy Ruff finally decided to coach? Is how I. Yeah, you know, it. even I've seen it all over social media, and the Devils even put the the image up today about what the team's projected record would be when both Hughes and Nico were in the lineup, and our record 
what their record is and how that would portray out to like a 110 point season. And that's all great, but that's not reality. Mm. They weren't always in the lineup and you right. were losing a lot of games. So all you had to do is make a couple of tweaks. And I don't think it's a whole new system anyway. I really do think no, it's, it's just not. a couple they of minor things. And, they, and, and yeah, you need the all-star break maybe to do it. And, and that's kind of why when we were talking during the year, we were talking about replacing the coach. I said, I don't think so. I think you got too much invested in this team and the way they play. You can't make that big of a change during the year. Something like this, you can make a little bit of a change, but it yeah. should have been done sooner. You, know, you tweak things. You coach throughout the season. Yeah. You know, you, you see something that's not working. You say, guys, maybe we try it this way. Let's see how this goes this game. And Here's they, an idea. Your first right. two lines are out. Let's just trap for a while. <laughs> so, like, what what happened? What, what you know, we, we saw changes last year kind of happen on the fly, right? Like, when they – and they changed their style up a little bit each – you know, every time they kind of got into a funk last year, they had to work their way out of it, and they changed some things up, and they moved the guys around. Was that Travis – I mean, uh, Bruno, was that, you know, Lindy? Like, what caused this now? Was it finally Lindy, you know, just deciding he was going to change some stuff up? Or did Fitzgerald sit him down and be like, dude, what are you doing? I'd like, love to you know. know. Uh, I, I don't know. Awesome to know. You know, I, it's was a great Travis question. Green, you know, I, I'm, I'm so curious of that. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's some, some low point was hit and they're like, okay, we're going to have to – and I do wonder, you know, you got – um, I wouldn't say big personalities, but you got a lot of young guys on the team who are highly talented and maybe they're, they're allowed to drive the car a little bit more than they should. Maybe they're not being as actively coached. And while it was working for a certain point as they're needed to gain confidence, you know, now there's like maybe a lack of direction. Um, Cause I, I do feel like we're at a point now where we can't have good offense and good defense from our team. So that tells you, you know, that we don't, we don't have a clear, message of what is uh, you know expected they look i like your last point because i still kind of feel despite the success in the overall way they've been playing i still kind of look at some of the line combinations i'm like i just don't quite get it like it doesn't seem right to me right that that's the way you would put it down to have the ultimate success like i know this whole tweaking, as I've been saying, of the system is why Jack's over on the wing. But what do we really feel about that? I mean, this is that's not a permanent thing. You're not making Jack a winger for real, right? You know, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, he's a center, and that's where he's he played. still that's drives the play yeah. when it's going north. Yes, he, he goes in the center role. It's it's just in the defensive zone and the faceoffs and such. I also worry more so with him going and battling in the corners more and stuff that you know and doing winger to stuff like that. I, I worried a little bit more about like, eh, this is not the best spot for little Jack. You know, I don't want him getting creamed over there. At least when he plays that center position, for the most part, he can kind of avoid things a little bit more. I think he has a little bit more open eyes. Uh, I mean, but. Back to the coaching thing, like if Tom Fitzgerald gets rid of Lindy Ruff this offseason, and I think I think it's going to happen, and I think it'll be anything short of a, you know, Eastern Conference final appearance will get him fired. Mm. I think you're going to have to move on because, Dan, you hit the nail on the head there. Like, I, I believe what you said is correct, that he does give these guys a lot of leash. And, you know, when you're a young team and you're like last year where you just, everything is working, right? Everything. It's very easy to coach that team. And it's very easy to be like, go ahead, do what you got to do guys, because it was all working out. So the good coaches, when things aren't working out and you have the injuries and you're struggling, 
you know, you have to make some changes. And Lindy now is doing it. I think could very well be too little too late. But if he gets fired, I think that you do, you would. This is the hottest coaching job available out there. What good NHL caliber head coach would not be like? Yes, please, Jack Brat, Nico, Timo. Like, yeah, I want to coach him. Uh, you know, this they could they have it for so long on such reasonable terms, meaning you could still bring in more over the next seven, eight years. That's quite incredible. Yeah, and that's why I think that you know we talk about at some point. Tom Fitzgerald has got to find the goalie, the franchise goalie. He also has to go out and find that franchise coach, that coach that's going to take this team to another level. Um, you know, you look at the Florida Panthers, right? Kind of little lost in the wilderness a little bit, right? Like Andrew Burnett gets them through a great regular season, but they lose in the playoffs. And every it wins the guy wins the Jack Adams trophy, and Florida fired him. And right. everyone said, what the hell are you firing Bruno for? You know, Burnett did this, Burnett did that. But they brought in um, – oh, my God, I can't even fucking think of his name now. Um, uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, Paul Maurice. Him. They bring in Paul Maurice, Paul Maurice, who has coached this team to – I think they're going to win the Eastern Conference this year. They are the best team. They play so physical. They can play any style. You know, right? You wanna you want you wanna hit, you wanna score goals, you wanna play a defensive style, then they can do it all. And Paul Paul Maurice brought this team to a different level. And who's gonna be that coach that's gonna do that to this team? Because it's way too much talent to be doing what we've been doing. And yeah, the system, the coaching, that has to change. And I think you yeah, have that the hard ass in here. I really do. Because you always kind of have to flip. And I've heard like Lindy's a hard ass on the, you know, in the locker room or at practice. I, I don't know. I'm not buying that. I um, think he needs to have clear roles for everybody. I don't right. think that has been clear. So I, I'd like to see a good coach. And this year, I hope it's not uh, a wasted season. I really do. But I, I, I mean, know. if it is, I just hope that Tom Fitzgerald <laughs> doesn't say, well, look at all the injuries we had. Let's give Lindy Ruff another chance. No, I don't. I don't want another chance for this guy. I want to move on from this coaching staff, and I want to get a really good head coach that has maybe won a Stanley Cup to come in here that knows what he's doing. Craig Berube, maybe, a guy like that. I still that like can, that move, even if the Devils do what I think they're capable of, but it gets less likely every game, which is, you know, find that equilibrium between this, you know, so-called new system and um, the scoring that they're capable of and, and, and actually play a good, solid game and – you know, they could make the playoffs this way. So they make the playoffs and they, let's say they even win two rounds. There's going to be a lot of people, you know, this, a lot of people will be like, Hey, you know, with all the injuries, you got to bring back Lindy. I mean, come on. He had a lot of injuries this year. He got you to one more round than last year. How could you not keep him? I don't know. Right now, as I sit today, I I think that this team definitely needs a coaching change in the future. I really do. And the next, next level um, to become a little bit more of the hard nosed professional as you become a young team into more of a veteran team. I don't think Lindy's the guy, but we'll see. I agree. So I'll do a quick little shout out to the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook here, our partners over at the Hockey Podcast Network. And then I want to ask you guys, uh, see if you have an answer to the question that I texted you guys mm-hmm. earlier, because I have mine. I want to talk about that. But we know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks, 
five ducks. Yeah. <laughs> and get that's a good duck, Bob. Thank you. And get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Says here. Mention available lines and odds from the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's game. Please do not provide betting advice or ha- on how audiences should wager. Okay. So bet everything. Bet everything. I say go to DraftKings and then bet everything like Dan said. <laughs> but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with code THPN. New customers bet 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. That crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Sorry. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. So the question that I had texted you guys was, who would you like to see this incarnation of the New Jersey Devils play in a cup final to win a Stanley Cup? And I want to see if we any of us have the same uh, answers to this. So we'll start with you, Bob. Who do you want to see this team? If they ever make it to the Stanley Cup final and they're going to win the cup, who do you want to see him do it again? It's got to be a traditional East-West, right? I can't oh, yeah, say like it has, a be, it has to be something that's possible. Okay. So I actually thought a lot about this today. Um, and one of the themes that came to mind right away was the Kings. I don't like the Kings. I feel they okay. took one of our championships away. But then I got to thinking, like, the revenge thing's cool. But if the Devils were to beat the Kings, no one's going to say, oh, the Devils beat the mighty Kings. It would just be, you know, the Kings got there, too, and the Devils won. So then I started thinking, so how cool would it be if, you know, Jack Hughes and co, you know, beats Edmonton, you know, head to head with McDavid and how awesome that would be. But ultimately, I'm going to combine the two and go with the revenge tactic against another team that took our Stanley Cup, the Colorado Avalanche. And how cool would it be to beat McKinnon and McCarr with our young core? So I'll go Avalanche. And Miles Wood. Yeah. I like yeah. Miles Wood, though. Ah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. He's not here. He doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> All right. So 2001 Stanley Cup rematch is what you want to see, except this time. The Devils win, and Colorado goes home crying. And and what's interesting about that is of all the teams that have ever beaten any of my teams in, like, the final championship round, the Avalanche are, like, the only team I just don't hate. I just no. have never hated them. I've always loved the way they played. Mm-hmm. I hated when they beat us, and they got all the attention with the Chris Drury thing and all that. But I just don't hate that team. But I do hate the Kings, you know. And I, and it's also, I think, part of our – because I agree with you. I don't hate them, and I think, Dan, you don't hate Colorado. I enjoy no. watching Colorado. I like a lot of the guys on the team. I, you know, I've said on, on this show many times, if I'm starting a hockey team right now, the first guy I go after is McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, even more I so might go than, after McCarr. Then you start a fantasy team. Right. So <laughs> I, and also, though, I also think that that Jersey-Colorado connection also has something to do with it, maybe subconsciously, you know, like we were there. Like that was kind of our I thing, think that's you know? a bigger beat than if Edmonton got hot and made it to the finals. I think it's a bigger beat to beat a steady Colorado team who's pretty much a perennial contender right now. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, and there's a very good chance that there will be a rematch at some point with uh, these this, these two teams. I mean, Not just, with this coach, Ed. Yeah, you know? <laughs> damn right. How about you, Dan? Well, I, I thought along very similar lines as Bobby. I mean, definitely first thing I thought of was revenge games, and I I thought about both those teams. I also think like in the end, you want to play the best team uh, that is available. Like so, you look around the season. Um, Edmonton, like you said, is a great call. It would be awesome to to beat, um, you know, the whole league and all of hockey media is going to be pulling for Connor McDavid's team to win. Um, so if you beat them, that's great. So you, you know, really like can't Wings do all over again. Yeah, exactly. You really can't do much better than that. As I do like being the uh, David and the David and Goliath thing. Uh, Vancouver is another great one too to pick because when you, with Vancouver, you got the Hughes matchup, all Hughes, three Hughes brothers. It's going to be fun to watch that. Parents going to have to wear split jerseys like in football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if Vancouver is playing great hockey, uh, you know, which they have seemed to be capable of this year. And, um, you know, I think that that would also be fun. There's, so there's, I would say any of those four teams I would enjoy probably in the order. Yeah, I would definitely take a swipe at beating the Kings, getting that, that cut back, so to speak, uh, then Colorado. But I'm probably more excited about uh, playing Edmonton. And then maybe ultimately Vancouver could be just a fun show. All right. So you guys said the one that I was thinking too. I mean, Edmonton is the first one that always comes to your mind, right? Like being right. able to beat Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. And just that, you know, that's the one thing that's missing from Connor McDavid's trophy case. And if you're able to take that from him, I think that'd be pretty cool. And I Absolutely. look, I, I I don't hate Edmonton at all. I love no. watching that team play. Um, but for me, like you said, you want to go back to the 2000 final. I'm going to go to the 2003, but not Anaheim, but the brother thing. I'm going with Vancouver. Yeah. I want to see Jack and Luke versus Quinn. Mm. And I want to see, um, you know, Thanksgiving dinners be awkward for Quinn <laughs> for the rest of his life. That's what I want. Until he has to become a devil. <laughs> right. Until, you know, the contract's up and he's like, all right, I can't beat him, join him. And he comes yes. on over. Um, and just so everyone's clear, this is a this is in reference to Scott Niedermeyer. No, Scott, oh, you yeah. don't leave. We get Rob here. Right. That was stupid. It was backwards. Yeah. Yes. And all he did was go there and win another cup. Yeah. Because that's Scott Niedermeyer. Oh, man. How many devils from those teams went, like, left and won cups? Uh, you know, like, yeah. okay, Scott won it with Anaheim, right? Rafalski won it with Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. He won a cup or so. And we know Claude Lemieux going to Colorado. Oh, yeah. But like immediately. is there anyone else that had left us, that like, prominent guys that went somewhere else and won a cup? I'm, I'm trying to think, and I really can't think of it. Like yeah. from those teams, not too prominent that, that I can yeah. recall. I mean, we we kept our defensive core and Marty, of course, and Eliash yeah. never left. Yeah. Uh, Arnott and Sakura, no, they did not win anything. Arnott with the St. Louis, but he didn't win anything there. And yeah, now and Langenbrunner won his with Dallas before us, right? Right, like '99, so, yeah. I think Dallas yeah. won, and then he got yep. to us in 2002. 2002, and he won the Cup in three. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, Vancouver or Edmonton. And also, I think that, you know, the one thing that we've never done is beaten a uh, Canadian team in the final. So that that would be cool, too. I'd like to beat a Canadian team. Yeah. So, so I got a, I got a question always for fun. you then. Yeah. Bouncing that streak going. Exactly. Right. What's your question, Bobby? You had another text going earlier about a potential yeah. road trip away game yes. for the Puckers, yeah. right? So not even thinking about that, but just in general, if Where's the number one spot you'd want to go see the Devils play? Like we were talking about drivable in your text, right? Yeah, but, but you're saying is there an arena you want to go to, like the place don't. you'd like to see them away? 
That's it. Doesn't it doesn't have to matter like where it is? Nope. We're just, not talking about practicality. Like no, we've been to like Montreal together and stuff like that. Just talking about mm-hmm. like if where would you go if you can go to any arena right now and watch an away game? Mm. I have a couple, and like I mean Vegas. You can of mention course. them all. Uh, Vegas, Seattle, Vancouver, because mm-hmm. I would love to go to BC. I've never been there. Um, those three, but you know, go to like like the rivalries and uh, maybe Toronto. I think I'd like yeah. to go to Toronto to go to the old go to the the Garden there and just watch the Devils beat up on Toronto. Because outside of of like you know the hatred that we have for the Rangers and the Flyers and the Islanders. Toronto's right there. Like I hate that team. It's a Canadian I New York. Stand that team. Yeah, it's New York I don't like anyone on that team. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I maybe maybe Toronto to go there and and because their fans every time they've come to us and we've seen them in the playoffs and stuff and their fans are fun. They're they you know they like to jaw back and forth and you know so that that would be a good time. I, I, what about you? So uh, you know too. Yeah, yeah so, that's yeah, what I was thinking about. That would be fun. I, you know, honestly, before my new answer, it would have been Montreal, but we already did that. And I'm glad we mm-hmm. did that because it was perfect. It was everything I thought it would be as far as going to a visiting arena. So I'm with you. For some reason, I've got this real affinity with seeing Vancouver. Yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. a huge Seattle Kraken. Like, I love the Kraken too. So I could do that too. But it's like drive over the border another hour and you're in Vancouver. So I think I would go there. It's just so far out of the way and and so different it's supposed to be such a beautiful city i would go there yeah yeah i'd love to do like a west coast road trip and like hit oh. you know anaheim and san jose and vancouver and seattle like that would yeah. be awesome anaheim's like not so wonderful of a place i've been there it's like okay yeah, too, yeah. it's disneyland you know um and outside of that it's just like whatever but i definitely want to see the pacific northwest teams you know i would love to see uh vancouver and Seattle, uh, two places I haven't been. Um, but Colorado's great. I mean, yeah. if you go in the summer, you're in beautiful mountains. You go in the winter, you got beautiful mountains. I mean, it's just great. Uh, so it's that's tough to beat. Um, but I always love the Canadian cities too. You know, yeah, yeah that's, they're awesome. I Toronto Ottawa, would be a close second. Too. I, I think Ottawa would be fun. Ottawa would, itself would. is kind of a dull city, though, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I w- I have been through there. Fun. I, you know, um, we were in of all places, New Brunswick uh, and a town called Edmonston. And there were some really cool people we met from Ottawa. So I'm sure Ottawa people are cool and it's fun in the right places. But, you know, just like you get into a city, you get an impression. I, I thought Ottawa was like, it's like kind of going to Washington, D.C. It's like kind of boring, enough. you know? It, also, like, I don't know anything about the city, but ever since I was much, much younger, I've always had like an affin- it, 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 this love for the Saddle Dome out in Calgary. Like, yeah. I, would, I would love to go. And I hear it's a shit stadium. It's right. falling apart. And that's, that's part of the charm. Oh, yeah. And you might step that's, a cow shit on the way there. That's what they awesome. have, though. That's yeah. it. Like, exactly. yeah, they like got I, the flames. Yeah, and I would I would maybe think about Calgary too. So yeah. I mean, at some point, I'd love to go to every one of them. Mm-hmm. But you know, I did see. I, t- I know you guys know this, but I did go see a Thrashers game in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I I'm one of the maybe I don't know ten thousand people that night. Not even I'll say six thousand people. I got wow. to see the juggernaut Arizona Coyotes at that time oh. against the Atlanta Thrashers. What a game! Mm. Yeah. I don't even remember who won, but I know tickets were only five bucks. Oh. And, 
They were nosebleeds. And then, like, after the first period, I'm like, there's nobody here. Why am I sitting all the way up here? I'm going to go all the way down. Then I was on the ice level. Imagine you bought that hockey franchise. You're selling tickets for $5, and you can't get half your stadium filled. And now they're talking. Yeah, they would they would package that shit with like three hot dogs and a coke too. Like they would do whatever they could to get yep. in. And and now there's talk of Atlanta getting another franchise. That is ridiculous, like, by the way. If it hasn't worked twice, twice, I don't know why. Do you know what? It's just that it's such a huge market. It's a huge and, city. yeah, and it's like why isn't hockey working here? We have to. We get it. We've gotten it to work in Tampa and in Florida and in Carolina. Why can't it work in Atlanta? When you think of it that way, it should make all the sense in the world. It should be a hockey hotbed. Uh, you know, this uh, big southern city yeah. should should. Be you know Tampa and Carolina and Florida and Atlanta. That should be all great rivalries. Oh, they screw up the alignment somehow anyway, and yeah, put us all in these weird divisions. And put Atlanta in the West, and yeah. maybe the worst logo in hockey, the Atlanta Thrashers. Oh, that was worst terrible. name. I don't even understand what the logo was. Was it a bird or a tornado it, of a bird? A, exactly, tornado bird. It was a bird in a tornado. Yeah, it was a tornado. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> The dumbest, yeah, absolutely dumbest uh, franchise name and franchise logo ever. And uh, thank goodness they went back to Winnipeg or to Winnipeg because Winnipeg went to Arizona. This is so confusing, right? It is. Yeah. It is. I just but hope now they're talking move about more, uh, you know, expansion in the next couple of years, whether it's Salt Lake City or it's Houston or it's, you know, some city in Ohio they're talking. I've heard Kansas City. I'd love city to see more Northwest. Up. Like, I always think about Oregon. But from what I hear, maybe Portland's just not big enough. But it would seem so cool to start to build up that corridor out there, mm-hmm. you know, maybe take San Jose out or something. Move I want to go to San Jose. I would be cool. They have Jose. great basketball rivalries, you know, with Portland yeah. and Seattle. I mean, that's like, you well, know. Seattle's not that Well, anymore, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Right. But, yeah, that's a big basketball town, you know. Like, yeah. So I, I don't know if that would work for hockey there. But to our road trip, when we were saying, I think we should go to Columbus. I, I my vote's Columbus too. Um, I've seen it's the Devils yeah. in Boston. I've been to a DC game. We've all been to a Rangers game, Philly game, all that. I think Columbus is kind of that perfect little, just far enough away. Make it an interesting trip. From what in, the guys in the Brew Jackets say, it's a great city. Oh, okay. Yeah. And maybe yeah. they'll hire us to be their general manager. Maybe they can teach me something about beer. Just fired Kakalainen. Um, <laughs> did. He had a good yeah. run, eleven years though, right? That's I mean, eleven that's years, but for management. But my goodness, what a shit show that whole organization is! Um, yeah, I, and really the crazy is. thing is, like, he was there all these years with John Davidson. Like, we all remember JD, right, doing color commentating for the Rangers back oh, in yes. the you know nineties and stuff. And then he went to St. Louis for a little while, management, and now he's with Columbus. He's been with Columbus forever, and him and Kukalainen were like blood brothers, and you fire the GM, but you're still there. Like it, all this stuff that happened, like, I'm sorry, you're the president of hockey ops, dude. You need yeah. to go too. Like, yeah, why yeah. is this guy? It just doesn't make sense. Get rid of everybody. Well, have you, can unless, you imagine that guy ever saying he was wrong? I mean, no, unless he uh, gave him uh, like no. court blanche, you get to make every single decision, which I know can't be the case. Presidents no. always got to have a word. Uh, that's just a train wreck. You know, in the beginning of the year, we were doing our predictions for, you know, just, general seating which is so hard to do and uh, we all thought the flyers would be one of the bottom ones for legitimate reasons bottom of the league yeah um but we also knew that columbus doesn't have it no they don't they're they're not pulling things right they didn't you know i know why getting johnny hockey would seem like the right thing at the time because he was kind of the hottest free agent but it wasn't really the right thing for that team 
that it's well, let me ask you guys real quick. If Fitzgerald signs Goudreau two years ago and we all thought he was coming here. Yes, we did. Is Goudreau the bust that he is in Columbus with us? Does he help this team, or do you? Can you seriously say no? I'm glad, like we dodged a bullet. We were all stupid, and we it's really hard to know. But I, yeah. I feel like he couldn't have been as bad as I don't think you know, so either. He like, wouldn't have been as bad. But could you no. imagine another small forward on our well, team? That's like that's yeah, a problem. He would have helped us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, having you know him and Hughes and you know every brat and all these small. Yeah, like what's guys, the line? Like, him, Hughes, and. You know, you got to put a team on that line. Like, yeah, you need something to so even up the weight. <laughs> you know, but you know the, the Devils too. Like I, I, I just want to see. Like I don't know if it's going to happen this year. Maybe it'll happen. You know, for you know the remainder of the season. But like this system married to what we saw in the beginning of the year offensively is a dominant team. You know, I thought the You're game against that. Nashville that was a great game that the Devils played. They controlled pressure. They had the most offensive zone time. If it wasn't for Yossi Soros, we scored seven or eight that night. Um, And Soros just was ridiculous, especially in the first period. What do you make, 21 saves? That's ridiculous. But, like, just put it together. I mean, um, what are you guys expecting Saturday night before we wrap it up? We're going to come on Sunday after the, uh, you know, kind of digest the stadium series for a Yeah, because an 8 o'clock start with all the festivities isn't really puck drop to like 8.30, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be Imagine late. how drunk everyone would be by the time the game, you know. Damn, I go wish I was going. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I haven't got so- drunk like that in years. <laughs> So um, what are you expecting? Are we going to pull this thing out, or is this going to be one of the biggest fucking disappointments of the year? It's it's the scariest game that I look on the schedule for the next week and a half. It, it really is. Not only because we're chasing them, but because it has every opportunity for this whole thing with New Jersey. We're going to focus on New Jersey for us to just go in there and fucking shit the bed, and I'm really scared about it. I do think they're going to pull it off, though. I, I do right. think they're going to pull it off, and I think you had mentioned, Chris, that this was the week you're going to go on a run. Obviously, you got a loss in there already. I, I do think that with a win in Philly that we win next week clean after that. I think that's the beginning of our run. Well, next week we have like the Anaheim and San Jose's. And we stuff, got the right? Capitals, the Rangers, and the Canadians. Oh, okay. And well, I'm going are... to the Canadians game with my kid. It's his first game ever. Nice, nice. He Austin, Austin Mercer bobblehead. Nice. Very cool. So, yeah. What about out there? What about you, Dan? What are you expecting to see Saturday? This is so hard to answer, honestly. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure we're going to get there. I would love to see us get off to a good start. I mean, it, we saw him playing behind against a tough team tonight, and it didn't work out. And um, I can imagine so many ways this goes south. I'm not going to lie. So many different ways this goes south for us. I but, keep thinking about our last outdoor game against the Rangers. Yeah. Just so hyped and it was like five two or and it something. It bums me out to say that because you know, I was looking at this game earlier in the season as as eh, should be fun. You know? Wash. It should be kinda nice. It should be fun. I wish they had a better opponent for us. And and you know, boy has that flipped on me. We I don't know if we're an equal opponent, equal opponent for the Flyers right now. I think we could be. And I think if we get it together, we could destroy them. And that would be yeah, we could be sitting here and and saying, "Wow, what an what an effort, what a dominant performance!" It can happen, but if I got to put odds on it, I'd say the odds are like two to one against us that we will not win this game. Isn't that's it, just the the fairest odds I could put on it? It's not what I want. 
And isn't it such a shame, like the how jaded like we've become this year? Like, yeah, yeah, we could go out there and put six on Philly, but we haven't seen these signs that this is gonna, you know, that this is gonna progress and we're gonna get better and better. Like we had a rough loss tonight. Now back earlier in the season, that would be compounded by a really bad loss and then another bad right. loss until we right. finally get our shit together. Like we had the bad loss against Calgary, and then we had that just almost really bad loss against Carolina, but then we cracked two off. Can they put this behind them? Because the one thing I have noticed that I have, I think is uh, been a huge upgrade so far since the all-star break, we have let goals in and you can just tell that that's it. And we are buckling down and having good second, third shifts after that. And then we just, go about playing our game. It has been this, a major improvement. Absolutely. Yeah, this letting five in, three in, four in, in a matter of five minutes is now kind of seems like that's a thing of the past. Let's so Because so. that was killing us. I mean, that absolutely. was absolutely, I mean, you cannot win games. And that's majorly embarrassing on a big yeah. stage like that. In the grand scheme of things, I will take this team and their effort and that outcome today and be more confident going to the playoffs then yeah. rattling off five one and doing all this crazy shit, right? So in that way, yeah. But you got to beat Philly. This is big because it's not just the points too. It's also the you got to let them know we're coming for you. You know, now, look That's what we just point. did to you tonight. We're coming for you. So That's you better play a little scared because we're right up your ass and we're going to knock you out and you're not going to make the playoffs because we are. That's got to be the mentality. It's got to be the message they send on the I ice. I think you and me and all the fans, and that is exactly what we're waiting for. Tonight was another one of those things where we're just – we can't get that full traction. We're right. right there. We win tonight. It's seven out of eight points in the last four games going into Philly. But instead – we're back to a loss. Now you're worried about what's going to happen in Philly because a back-to-back loss really – now we're nine points behind Philly or whatever. Yeah. So it's just the way this season has been going. We need that one – it doesn't even need to be a long streak. Three, four wins in a row. Right. We That's haven't won really, three we're not in a row since uh, December. Just solid three, four in a row. We, we, fact, we, we do have to go at that pace. Of yeah. Three yeah. out of four. Three out of four. Make the playoffs. And if, we, and, and if we can't do that, it's a problem. So if you can't win three in a row, like we haven't since December, in two months now, that's going to be a problem. So, yeah, the time is now, right? Yeah. You can't ask for any later. It's got to be now. Crack off, crack off a win on Saturday, that's three out of four this week. You mm-hmm. know, Do we play Sunday? And my perspective changes. No, we don't play again until Tuesday okay. after that. So Tuesday, all right. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, that's your three out of four, and you put this loss behind you, but it's such a big freaking game because, like you said, nine points, nine points with, you know, maybe two games in hand by the time it's all said and done. Like, you you might not make that It's up. actually really freaking cool that this is basically a playoff game outdoor yeah, with all the fanfare and shenanigans. Sure, I wish it was just a regular game, but it really does put a lot of intrigue into this game. And, and most of the outdoor games, they're just for show. You know, because they're you know they're in January, you don't really know what's on the line. We know what's on the line. Yeah, this is a big. It's game. It's literally on the line. Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's a big game su- Sunday for the Islanders and the Rangers because the Islanders are still fighting for you know to knock us out. So like you know. Every game is so friggin' important, and not just us. It's the entire place. It's going to be a lot of fun on the way the last 30 games, man. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, and, uh All right, so anything else you guys want to talk about tonight? That covers it. We're no? Good. We're good? Oh, yeah, one last thing. I did, yeah, I, I, I did saw, see something, and I, 
Um, did you see Omar get that fine of five thousand dollars or whatever the hell it was no. for? Oh, okay. I don't know if you saw it. He's playing against yeah. the. What's the yeah. game? I I don't even remember how to pronounce the dude's name, but it was a, a lightning player coming in the crease and basically elbowing him in the head. As he goes down, he takes a swat where he doesn't even connect with his stick, uh, and the, they, the league finds him. Like this, it's crazy the open season on the goaltenders that the league has now. Uh, they gone so far now is like any kind of retaliation, regardless if it connects or not, they're going to find the goaltender, let alone not even protecting. I didn't see the play. Yeah. I I urge you to take a look at it when you get a chance. It is pretty crazy. Uh, I couldn't believe that there was not only a non-call on SNY, or I don't know how to say his name, but, um, you know, they ended up finding all mine for, you know, swinging his stick at him and not even connecting. It was crazy. Now, what do you guys think of the Morgan Riley suspension, the five games? What do you think of the whole play? I mean, you guys saw it, right? Interesting, right. yeah. It's very right. goofy, yeah. Okay, so I have – I know we're going to wrap it up, so try and make it quick. And everybody has talked about this ad nauseum except us. So the slap shot into the empty net. Mm-hmm. I get that that's disrespectful, but my there's that big side of me probably more so that's like, dude, seriously? Like the motherfucker – the guy showed a little bit of personality – and yeah. you tracked him down 60 feet and cross-checked him in the head, dude. Like, you, to me, that part of the game needs to go. Not right. this, you know, oh, this showboating. Oh, let's market our players, but don't do anything that you might, yeah. you know, make you stand out or make somebody remember you. Like, if we're really getting upset because you took a slap shot into an open net, like, dude, how many times do you see football players going to the end zone and they start just doing that high-step walk with the ball out and they're just – taunting you and everything like in hockey that's what upsets us like come on man i mean i I don't love it i don't love the like showboat and stuff but it doesn't bother me and i don't see the point of getting involved with something like that and i think the retaliation on that is far worse you know these guys i mean i I still can't get over the fact that truba got nothing for hitting that guy Clearly, in the you know, uh, with two handed stick yeah. towards the head. I mean, it's fucking intent right there. It was like ridiculous. Was, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you don't want in this game. That's where you look like a bunch of clowns. You know, uh, I, the stick work stuff is, is ridiculous. This other stuff, I mean, it's a little personality. It probably would help. I bet you marketing people would tell the NHL that you probably do want to emulate some of the other sports that way. Personally, I don't love it, but um, you know, I, I think the league has bigger problems. So do you think it's disrespectful? Is that is that what you think? I don't know about hockey kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say I don't know if I'd use the word disrespectful. I think that it's it's a little bit like uh, I don't. It's a little cheesy. I kind of like appreciate people who act like they've been there before. But, you know, that's just me and my sentiment. It doesn't mean that that's what everybody wants. I can see why younger fans fans of other sports where that is more personality when they score. And let's face it, like the celebrations, uh, the sellies after the goals have gotten bigger, bigger over the years. Like, you know, you don't see now the NHL just send like a memo out that they're going to find. I think they're going to find people for doing the gritty after gritty. they score a goal, like that kind of stuff. Like I, hey, if yeah. you're an empty net, uh, empty net and you, you have a shot at it, I want to see somebody you know, do a lacrosse style around the net, around the, the, the goal, and then toss it into the empty net and give everybody else the finger on the other bench. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Well, I, I saw this video. These guys, uh, I don't know who they were. It's just like some guys on the ice, and they're just doing different 
you know, shots he could have done. And the best one of all the goofy ones they came up with was, you know, you lay down and you okay. hold a stick at the butt end like a pool cue. Right. And shoot it in. I want to see that. Yeah, why not? I want to I mean, see somebody do that in Empty Netter. And- I can't say I want to see it, but it ain't going to ruin my day, and I don't want the league to do anything about it. But, you know, I just think, like, here's a kid who, you know, took the slap shot. It wasn't even, like, like it wasn't even that big of a deal. And to just go after him like that and headhunt him, like, the game's <clears throat> over, man. Like, that just shows that you're, like, you're weak, you know? Like, know. You, you can't handle even, a you know – a little bit of getting under your skin, like, uh, come on, man. I, I don't know. There's, it's a very Canadian like thing, too. It's a, it's a cultural thing. You know, Canadians always looked at themselves as, we're not those vulgar Americans, you know? Yeah, I know. They kind of yeah. are now, and they don't know it, and they don't want to believe it. And, uh, you know, they kind of don't want their, at least some of the older ones there, they don't want their league to turn into an American league, you know? I, I, I kind of, you know, I don't agree with that, but I, I get it. I get it. I understand. Listen. Yeah, it, it, it's douchey in a way. It really is. However, I didn't see the context of the game. Like, I don't know how tight that game was. I don't know, like, how close they were to scoring. I can see me being both sides of that play. I can see me being like, this game, I'm just so psyched up. I'm hyped. I got the net. Bam, I'm just going to throw it in. You shoot wide, Bob. Me, you shoot it wide. <laughs> I would probably shoot it wide. That's not the point. But I can also see me being the guy who saw that happen. And like, just charge over to the other guy. I'm not going to elbow him the head. I'm not going to, you know, sure. hurt him, but I'm certainly going to get in his face. So I can understand both sides. But overall, I think it's a little too much. But yeah, See, I mean, is it enough to, you know, make everybody talk? Like you should have done probably. What not. you said, like, I think it's douchey. I agree. It was douchey. That's what I liked about you it. You liked it. I douchey. liked that it, and even though it was a Toronto player, fucking, I mean, um, it was a uh, Toronto that got the penalty. So what, who were they playing? Um, Senators, Senators. Ottawa, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I just, I liked that it was douchey. Let me Maybe put it this because way. it was against Toronto. Let Maybe me put it this way. Yeah. Okay. Somebody does that to if us. If your slap shot's douchey, fine. If you actually took that empty net, went around, and did a wraparound, I invite Riley to decapitate you. <laughs> like, just stupid. If you have the balls to do it, you better be ready for what's coming. If you have the balls to do something like no that, like, I don't think this was that egregious that deserved him getting a, you know, a, a cross check to the face. I would love to see somebody have the balls to do that. Or just, like you said, dive down on the ground and just pop it in like a, a you know how much a, the time it takes to kind of pull cue awesome. it right. you'll be getting wwe in the back with an elbow <laughs> but like just to see like people starting to do like more crazy shit on an empty net i would love to see that just because i know how many people get so bent about that and to me right. it's it's a fucking big deal it's a goal like it, you know you weren't winning the game it was going in no matter what so yeah. what they threw a little class on it and they're kind of two separate conversations that no point, like, the, if you want to stand up for hockey, you didn't need to elbow him in the head. You could have just gone to fight him. Yeah. You know, you know drop, drop the gloves. And, yeah, yeah. So what he exactly. did was solely off base, for sure. Yeah. But I definitely and, don't, I don't have a problem with him taking him down and being like, and, that's fucked up, kid. And here's how I feel. Like, if you're going to do that, then you better be ready to drop the gloves or you better Absolutely. be ready to have somebody come right. at you. Like, I don't know if, uh, you know, this kid really saw him. I mean, it looked like he kind of saw him coming in, so he was able to brace himself a little bit. But I don't think he was re- thinking that the guy was going to come and cross-check him in the face. I just thought he probably thought that he was going to have to fight or, you know, yeah. just a little shoving, whatever. But, uh, you know, if you're willing to do it, you better take whatever punishment as long as that punishment is legal. I'm yeah, not sure. – I don't want to see people getting cross-checked in the head. But that would make hockey better. I'd love to see the guys like Jack Hughes and those skilled players 
do stupid, crazy shit and empty nets, and then just have melees afterwards. I think that's how you should end every hockey game. <laughs> it's our recommendation to the commissioner. Yes, Mr. Bettman, mm-hmm. listen to the show and take it into consideration. So, um, yeah, wherever you're listening to us, drop us a line, uh, unclepuckers at gmail.com, or you can DM us or reach us on Twitter, X, at unclepuckers. Um, wherever you're listening to us, a like, a five-star review, download a um, – I guess that's about it. Bye bye. It goes along too way, soon. You know, <laughs> and we're leaving. So for Bobby Dan, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers, and we will see you when we see you. Puckers out. Which will be after the stadium series. Now I really want to go. You should go. I should. I'll be watching it on tape delay. <laughs>